May, and when I called a few days later, they claimed they had never received my application. I resubmitted the request. On December 13th, Sally May denied that request. And on December 14th, the very next day, they put my loan in default. Nine days later, they made a payment claim for my loan for about $60,000. I never received any notice from Sally May explaining this. Calls to them garnered only the response, You'll have to call your guarantor. We no longer hold this loan. I didn't realize then that it would be nearly two years before I found gainful employment. In the meantime, I took whatever kind of job I could find. I worked in five restaurants, and in 2002, I even spent four months cooking on a remote island in southeastern Alaska. I worked 92 hours a week, seven days a week, with no days off. My income, less than minimum wage, was not even close to covering the growth of my now-defaulted student loans. Sixteen months after Sally May had defaulted my loans, a whopping $18,000 had been added to my debt, far more than I had made during that time period. In the fall of 2002, when I returned from Alaska, I was shocked to find a bill from a collection company, General Revenue Corporation, for nearly $80,000. The company, a subsidiary of Sally May, was collecting on behalf of Ed Fund, the guarantor. I was baffled. Who were these two new companies, and what was a guarantor? I wasn't in a position to ask a wealthy relative for assistance, and the fact that the company was demanding immediate payment in full greatly increased my apprehension. This began two years of relentless collection activities. I was inundated with calls from various collection companies, and at the same time I was contacting my loan holders and attempting to negotiate a reasonable settlement. I tried Sally May first, then Ed Fund, and the various collection companies they used, and finally the U.S. Department of Education. I told them I'd repay the principal and the accrued interest, and even offered to pay at an increased interest rate of 10%, if only they would remove some of the penalties. I believed that I was proposing a rather lucrative settlement. Sally May had already made well over $25,000 on my original $38,000 loan. Why should they need more? However, at every step along the way, I was refused. I found that I had no negotiation power whatsoever for my student loan debts. Bankruptcy does not eliminate them. Statutes of limitations do not exist for them. And the standard consumer protections on other types of debt do not apply. Meanwhile, my loan balance was exploding. Most of the interactions, particularly with the collection companies, were unpleasant, to say the least. I was verbally assaulted, intimidated, and humiliated. I was called names that I have since suppressed in my memory. I was subjected to all manner of collection ploys designed to extract vast sums of money from me that I simply did not have. It became apparent that I had been snared in a web of debt, the amount of which was now so far above what I had initially borrowed that it meant, in effect, a lifetime of indentured servitude. At this point, I had a job at a non-profit company and was making about $3,000 a month, but my debt had risen to nearly $95,000. One day, at the age of 33, I soberly recognized that my hopes for marriage, children, and a home were much farther away from being realized than they had been when I was 29, solely because of my mushrooming student loan debt. I continued working obsessively. Between 2003 and 2005, I worked seven days a week, every week, with no days off, not even holidays. I earned a fixed salary, so this extra work was not for extra pay. 
In hindsight, I suspect I worked feverishly to somehow serve as a penance for my horrible student loan mistake. While this may have had cathartic benefits, it did nothing to reduce my debt. By mid-2005, my balance had swollen to $103,000. Those who have had similar experiences will understand when I say that the debt overwhelmed and paralyzed me. It was completely demoralizing. All the extreme effort, personal sacrifice, late nights studying, and poverty-level subsistence had been endured for the sake of higher education. Because of the loans, that education had ended up doing me far more harm than good. I felt like the butt of a very expensive, lifelong joke. In the spring of 2004, something snapped. I became obsessed, literally unable to put my student loans out of my mind for more than a couple of hours at a time. I was furious at myself, frustrated at the sheer stupidity of the situation, and just plain angry. Cons